0: Welcome back to the Weekend Review. Uh, I'm super, super stoked to have the wonderful Jen Salazar joining us today. How are you, Jen? Hey, everybody. Hi, Beth. How has Small Group been going for you?
1: It's been great. I have some new people in my group. I'm super excited about it. I have some returning people, which is really great. Um, We dug in pretty deep last week. It was really good.
0: Oh good. I love it. I love it. So um, we have a few announcements and you guys, the announcements are in the bottom of the email for you. We just put them there so that you guys can read them to your small group. We want to layer as much communication as possible. So we want to get it from social media, from emails, from text messages, from the stage and from you guys. And um, just really quick, we have every first Monday of the month, the men get together to have a little uh, fireside barbecue, well not barbecue, What? A, just fire pit and worship and a little bit of teaching. And then um, the women are also going to have uh, a fun fire pit activity this Friday as well. So um, make sure that you look to the notes for lots of fun uh, things that are coming up.
1: And the women's Bible study?
0: Yes, yes, the women have a Bible study. It's starting, it's going to be online, but you can do it with your friends. It's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure Bible study um, that a group of women will be doing together collectively. And it's going to be, it's a, really intriguing um topic so that starts october 19th and all of that information is online on our church website yeah so we are going to jump in to the intersect but before we do you may have noticed we had a guest speaker uh the wonderful mark porter from regen church come out and teach for us and he was amazing he was so good Oh, so good. But we also are going to have two more weeks of a guest speaker. Steve is on a well-deserved uh, vacation, letting that man have some rest. <laughs> it's been a really um, crazy time. And so he was able to get out. Um, and I think they're, what are they doing? They're like in a... Uh, an RV right just traveling around like I so can't see Steve I think they're just that.
1: disconnected and unavailable
0: yes. <laughs> yes which is so well deserved but for That's the that. next few weeks we will have um, guest speakers and so just to let you guys know the guest speakers send us their notes when they can so the intersect might not follow along as closely as it normally does when we have one of our own pastors teaching, but um, we try to go off their notes as much as possible. That being said, there might be some overlap, there might be some things that uh, aren't seamless through it, but taking the note sheet for what it is and being able to dissect it, I think would be really, really good for you guys. So um, just know this week as you go through the intersect, you'll say, hi, I don't remember him talking about that specifically, but using the questions as a guide. You know, this is never like you must do, but it's very much that this is a guide for you. So um, the first week, the first week we changed the first question and um, it's been going really well. So we don't really have to talk too much about that. But the second question just kind of jumps right in to what's one thing from God's word that you're struggling to obey? Hello. (laughs) Hello. You're going to have a variation of uh, comments from people. Don't let anyone say nothing because we all know that that's not true. But um, this is going to take a lot of vulnerability. And if you as a leader are seeing that no one's talking, a good tip is, hey, I'm going to go first and I'm going to be really vulnerable. And if you are, most likely they'll follow suit. As a leader, what I would love for you guys to do is write down what everyone says. If you see someone that is struggling with um, finances or uh, integrity or different things that they bring up, that these are the things in the Bible that it's hard for them to obey, as you shepherd and lead and guide them, these are great, these are great insights to you as um, to what their answers are. And then the next question, Mark ended for us really well, of uh, that Jesus should be your everything. And if Jesus isn't your everything, then you're chasing something else. And so kind of a question, you know, is what, what are you chasing? And, you know, be again, this is one of those things, uh, obedience and is Jesus enough? They're very open-ended, seem a little vague questions, so you'll have to be very specific in how you answer them to tailor the group into those questions. And then we're going to jump right into passages. Jen, um, you have some really great insight on the Isaiah passage. Why don't you go ahead and share?
1: Well, I was just, when I was reading it, I, you know, he's talking about how Jesus suffered for all of our sakes and... Um, he didn't have to, Jesus didn't have to do that. He didn't have to suffer like that, but he took it on. He took all of it on for us. And then the question is, how do you respond to that? What, what are you, is there a limit to how much we should um, be willing to suffer for him? Mm. You know. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty deep.
0: Well, and it's a deep passage. The Isaiah passage is talking about the amount of suffering that he took for us. And it's the thought of because he suffered so much for us, how should that change the way that we suffer minor things compared to the um, death that he ultimately suffered for us? So um, just good, qual- good follow up questions is, is, you know, how, how does that change how you feel about suffering? knowing that he suffered for you. Um, Anything else on that passage, Jen? Um,
1: I think that was it.
0: Okay. So moving on, um, Hebrews, what you'll see, we did three different ways that Jesus suffered for us, um, really tying that into a little bit of overlap from last week, but also really just looking specifically at uh, Jesus and specifically how Jesus suffered because the way that he suffered is the way that we want to model ourselves. And the Hebrews two passage is just really talking about Jesus has gone through suffering and testing. He became flesh. He became flesh. So he um, would know fully what we've been through. And because of that, he's been able, he's been tested just as you and I would have experienced testing. Jen, what do you think that that uh, question says um, about how we should suffer then?
1: Well, I think what it says is that when we're suffering, when we're going through different things, um, we we can look to him and know that he understands what it is that we're going through at that time and we can reach out to him for, for comfort and understanding and um, and the strength to continue to to move
0: forward with whatever it is that God has asked us to do in that situation. And that's good. And that's good because he was fully man. And I think we forget that. And we're like, Hey, eh, Jesus got that. You know, <laughs> he's so powerful. Right. He's got it. And it's the, no, he became flesh. He was fully man. He suffered and felt pain just as we did, right. you know, and it wasn't like he had the, a God tranquilizer. And so he didn't feel anything. No, he felt, He felt every hurt word, every lie, every accusation, along with every um, beating, every punch, every kick, every spit. He felt it. And he went through it and endured for us. Mm. And then the last passage, um, you could read the whole section, but I really just want it to focus on... um, the one verse in Luke, and I don't normally do that. And you'll know that I usually say, you know, no, go ahead and read, read the whole section around it. And you can, but part of the reason why I really wanted to focus on this is this is a culminating event. So this is an event after Jesus has prayed fervently that so much that he sweat blood. I mean, that's an intense prayer, And then in verse 42, father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me because he knew the suffering was going to be so big. And so for us, it's okay to say, man, I'm not like running unicorns and rainbows when I suffer, but I'm really feeling like the heat of it. And Jesus did as well. And Jesus literally, God, father, dad, can you take this from me? And that it's okay for us to ask Jesus to take away the suffering. It's okay for us to not want to go through the trials we're going through. And to, to fill that humanness of, um, of Jesus' pain. But then he ends it. Yet yeah, I want your will to be done, not mine. And that ultimately when um, we go through things, it's not for the sake of you but it's to bring glory to God. And so in that suffering of asking the question, Jesus, how can your will be done in this suffering? It's just a great reminder as we have people in our groups that are really suffering Um, to be able to say, Hey, it's okay to want to take that suffering away. It's okay to know that, you know, you're struggling in your marriage and it's really difficult right now. It's okay to be sad for your children being sick or in your singleness and in loneliness and in the different aspects of having a lot of trouble at work. That's okay. It's okay to ask those things to be taken away. But ultimately, can we say, but God, whatever your will is in that, to let it be done and we'll be okay with it? So it's a really intense passage. If you only do one passage, that would be a passage that I would do. That's what I recommend. Mm -hmm. Anything to add on top of that, Jen? No, that's really good. So then um, the last question is kind of a loaded one. So um, all of this is, is what's, what's the fruit? What fruit do you have? If you, if Jesus is enough and you're a hundred percent all in your (laughs) walk with God, what, what should your life look like? And um, we put in the notes, um, Jen, what did you want to say about that question? You had brought it up uh, to not, to not list your uh, characteristics. What was it?
1: <laughs> yeah, not, uh, you know, pat yourself on the back and list all of your great deeds. Um, but really how have, how has God been glorified through the things that you've um, been able to accomplish on that list you know and how how has um your life reflected his love and how have you honored him with that it
0: it needs to point back to Jesus absolutely and we want the reason why we ask that question both weeks is we just really want to focus on are you all in and is there fruit and if there's not fruit why is it what are the things that's holding you back I think um Mark just nailed it when it's like, man, if Jesus is not your everything and you're a half you're half-hearted and ha- what did he say? You're half-hearted and half your attendance. <laughs> right. Half <laughs> <In> the time. <laughs> half, half the time. You know what you're like a point eight then or a quarter, you know, you're less than half, then what are the other three quarters that are filling you up? And why is that? So We are super thankful for you guys. Thank you for trucking along. Thank you for your um, awesome feedback and encouragement. Um, We have, we should have winners next week. So if you, there's one spot open for you guys to fill out the questionnaire for all of the recordings. So please go ahead and do that. There's a $50 gift card at stake. So please go ahead and finish and make sure you guys answer all the questions. We love you. We are so incredibly thankful for you. And we hope you guys have an awesome week. Have a great week, guys. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye.